Hello, I'm Terry Schultz, and I am channeling Brussels, getting newsmakers, movers, and shakers to lose the lingo, burst out of the Brussels bubble, and have real conversations about the critical issues shaping our world. It's a chance for me to tell the rest of the story, beyond the few seconds of sound bites I can report in the news. This episode of Channeling Brussels is brought to you by the Atlantic Council. And joining me for this inaugural show is Federica Mogherini, the European Union's foreign policy chief, also a vice president of the European Commission. I got the chance to talk to her just a few hours after Donald J. Trump was confirmed as the next U.S. president, which shocked Brussels along with all those American pollsters. This city stayed up all night watching and waiting, too, and then wondering what the heck had just happened and what on earth is going to happen next. I met Vice President Mogherini in her office in the Burlingmont building, where you couldn't help but notice the huge framed poster of President Barack Obama on the wall behind her desk. You know the one, the multicolored artistic sketch of his face with a huge four-letter word. Is the word hope. That remind us all what he's Mogherini recalls rather wistfully the pictures from Obama's first run for office in 2008, when he said that win meant everything is possible in America. And she says very pointedly, that phrase can be read two ways now. Here's the rest of the story. Ties uh, between Europe and America are much deeper than any political turn. And we will have the responsibility uh, to bring this forward and make this work. Second, Europe has to rediscover its strength. And I would even say its greatness in this moment, when the world will be looking at Europe much more than it has done in the past. Uh, my impression is that also across the Atlantic, attention on Europe will grow. And we will have to be able to um, live up to this responsibility. Establishing good institutional ties with the new U.S. administration when it will come in. It's still very much unclear to us uh, what will be the course of the foreign policy of the new administration. Uh, we will wait and see what comes uh, on that side. But uh, from our side, it will be important to continue to work together. I uh, cannot hide and I do not hide. We have worked incredibly well uh, with current administration. Uh, and in particular on the many different crises we have around us, but also on the big global issues like climate change, the Sustainable Development Goals, the Iran deals. We've done a lot of good things together. And we believe still very strongly that the interests of the European people and the interests of the Americans are very much the same. And so we see the need to continue to work together. We also know as Europeans that sometimes what you do and what you say in an electoral campaign is different than what you do as a president. Uh, and we will have to see what happens from January 21st in Washington. Since you're not hiding things, are you disappointed that a woman was not able to do this? Given that the two candidates were head to head, would you have liked to work with a President Clinton? Sure, but again, uh, there will be other occasions. I'm sure about that. Uh, America has already managed to break a very important glass ceiling, uh, probably more than glass <laughs> ceiling, uh, electing the first uh, black American president. Uh, and America stays uh, that great country that manages to uh, show the way towards emancipation and equality to the world. I'm convinced 
uh, that America uh, is great in this uh, and will continue to show the way. What if Europe does not become more important to a Trump administration? I spoke with the Belgian foreign minister who said, we have been left out of some of the high-level negotiations. It's been between Washington and Moscow, on Syria, for example. He says, this is a sign to us we need to band together and bring more leverage so that we are at that table. We have always been either at the table or even sometimes uh, setting the table uh, for negotiations all these years. Uh, sometimes in a more visible way, uh, some others uh, in a more discreet way, but always keeping a very strong contact uh, and constant contact with Washington. Every single uh, important issue we have, uh, we've done it together. Uh, obviously, this uh, change uh, can help Europeans to realize that uh, uh, they have a space we have a space. Maybe more than you'd like. Uh, no, maybe more than some of us internally realize. Uh, what I see is always that Europeans uh, and the European Union is much more appreciated seen from the outside than from the inside. Maybe this is the right chance for us to realize the power we have, the role we should play, and this can be based only in a united, confident European Union. So I see this also as an opportunity for Europeans to come together in a much stronger way to be more self-confident, to work more on their own global profile. That's also why I presented some options to the European ministers uh, on how to work more on European defence, for instance, in complementarity with NATO. But our own tools, we have to use them more. This might be an uncomfortable question, but it might be an uncomfortable situation. Will you feel awkward meeting a President Trump, knowing the things that he said about women? I'm Italian. <laughs> We've seen it all. <laughs> that's, a, that's a concise answer. Um, let me move on to a policy issue, Turkey. Just now you're releasing a report that has some significant concerns about what has happened in Turkey. We have seen a purge of diplomats, of military officials. Um, there are some really disconcerting things happening. We are very worried about that, uh, very worried. We are talking about this uh, constantly with the Turkish authorities. I was even this morning on the telephone with the Turkish foreign minister. Uh, because it's very important for us to uh, talk to each other and not only about each other. Um, having said that, uh, the situation in Turkey is very serious to us uh, and we work uh, uh, day and night uh, to try to guarantee that human rights, rule of law, the independence of the judiciary, the media freedom, all the standards that are required not only for being a member of the European Union or a candidate country, but also for being a member of the Council of Europe, which Turkey is, uh, are respected in the country. Uh, and this is a work we're doing uh, constantly. What, what is happening to these people that are being purged, these tens of thousands, teachers, judges, journalists, and about which you have spoken? What is happening to those people on the ground in Turkey? We've had some MEPs go just in the last days. What do you know? Are, are you reassured at all that the rule of law is going to govern their fate. We're very worried, as I said, about this. Uh, and this is, I would say, the fundamental uh, of our relations with Turkey. Uh, we work with Turkey on many different issues, from Syria to the issue of Cyprus, uh, that is entering into a, a very final stage that we wish could be finalized uh, uh, for good in a positive manner. Uh, but for us, the fundamental basis of our talks and our relation with Turkey is the respect of rule of law and fundamental freedoms. And we work especially with the Council of Europe uh, that has uh, as its main field of action, democracy, rule of law, um, to guarantee that 
a country that is member of the Council of Europe uh, manages uh, this challenge in time uh, in a manner that manages to respect the fundamental rights and freedoms of their own citizens. This is the effort we're trying to have in a very difficult, very, very difficult uh, uh, framework. Can I presume that tougher words than simply a paper report are taking place behind the scenes to in, to make the Turkish officials understand that this is happening in front of our in front of our faces? You know, uh, the guiding lines of my uh, work in this respect in these days uh, is uh, uh, focused first of all on passing a very clear and united European message to our Turkish friends. They have to understand that this is the entire European Union uh, and not just uh, one uh, or two officials or ministers. Uh, it's the entire European Union, its institutions, its 28 member states that are asking Turkey war, where Turkey wants to go. If the intention on their side is still that of uh, being close to the European Union and being at the end of the process member of the European Union, uh, then their daily choices have to be consequent. Uh, this is the message we're passing. Uh, this is uh, uh, the conversation we're having. But at the moment, you're not prepared to call off, to suspend membership talks. And at the same time, are you afraid the EU-Turkey deal is going to fall apart in the midst of all of this? First, let me say uh, the European Union will not uh, take its relations with Turkey only under the uh, angle of the refugee crisis. As I said, a fundamental first and fundamental for us is rule of law fundamental freedoms and human rights. Uh, this is basic uh, for us. Uh, second, uh, no, this is not a decision taken at the moment. Uh, and as uh, many of us uh, have said uh, in these days, it is now up to Turkey to tell us what direction the country wants to take. And the migration deal? You're not worried about it? For the moment, it's holding. Uh, and uh, as I said, we have many different things we discuss and we work on uh, with Turkey. Uh, if you ask me, priority number one for me in this moment, apart from, uh, as I said, uh, the fundamental freedoms and human rights in the country, is uh, the work we can do together on Syria and the work we are uh, trying to support on the settlement of the Cyprus issue. Uh, I have to let you go. Any final words you want to um, send across the pond? Enough for today. <laughs> Thank you very much for your Thank time. Thank you. Thank you. Vice President Mogherini says she's not taking the Obama picture down now. This is going definitely to stay. Yes. Something tells me she's also not putting up one of Donald J. Trump. But I admit I didn't ask that. I'll take a peek next time I'm in her hall. Thanks for joining me for this first episode of Channeling Brussels. Join me next time 